starting a new series today, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you 10 passages of Scripture today. <laughs> Some of you are going, oh my gosh. <clears throat> I'm going to read 10 passages of Scripture. Um, you know, when my children were little, <clears throat> we bought them a number of those you know those big piece puzzles, you know, where the pieces are real big, like there's like 10 pieces, you know, and uh, I love those. <laughs> I love those big piece puzzles. Uh, my wife liked those kind that had 9,000 pieces in them, you know. <clears throat> she wants to put, the, put it on the kitchen table, you know, and, and do, uh, build a puzzle, you know, for six months or however long it is. Uh, I like those big piece puzzles. And uh, today, um, what I'm going to share with you, whether you've been born again for a long period of time or not, whether you've been here for a long period of time or not, uh, I believe the word I'm going to share with these 10 passages of Scripture are going to fit together like a big piece puzzle. You know, um, some of those puzzles, they had little, little, uh, a little piece on top of the, of the piece of the puzzle, a little holder, a little handle, whatever, I don't know what I'm trying to say, and, and you could place it inside of it. And so it made it real simple. And, uh, you know, for the little kids, when they were little bitty, you know, they're trying to move them around and see if it fits or whatever. But for me, boy, I knew exactly where they went, <clears throat> you know. And, and I'm believing today that each one of these verses of Scripture are going to fit like a piece of that puzzle. And you're going to hear what I say today and the word I'm giving you through the Scripture. Not my opinion, through the Scripture. It's one thing, it's one thing to have an opinion, but it's another thing to, it's another thing to expound on what God has said. And in this place, we've always done that. And so, I know you'll understand what I'm saying, and as I read these passages of Scripture, I'll expound somewhat, but how many know that God's Word will stand on its own? You, you have, but you have to have a foundation of how to interpret Scripture. You have to have the foundation of the Word of God so deep in you that no other information or idea from the enemy will, will cause you to be drawn away from what truth is. There's many, many, many different interpretations of Scripture throughout the land. Many different interpretations. And the only one that matters is mine. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> but but that, that's, what, that, that, that's what people think, right? <clears throat> no, the interpretation that matters is what I read today, what I preach, what I'm ministering today, what I'm expounding on, and then what you do with that word and how the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. Is what I'm saying and delivering to you today, is it the truth? Only the Holy Spirit can show you that. And if you're... If you, have not allowed yourself to understand how to hear from the voice of the Spirit, then 
Well, you know, he, that's just another opinion from a pastor. Well, then it won't do you much good. Won't do you much good. So, follow with me on our big piece puzzle. Here's the first one. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm sorry, Psalm 23 in verse 1. <clears throat> Let me say this. We, we're living in serious times. Everybody say serious. And these are serious times to know God and to know His Word and to know His ways. It's very important that we know Him. We know Him. Like I told you, uh, as I've told you throughout this year, when the COVID hit and things begin to shut down in this country and all different types of things begin to happen, a lot of people freaked out. I told you, I told you, and I'm talking to you here at Gates of the City today, and anybody that's watching it on our YouTube channel or whatever, anybody that's watching it some other way, if you're listening to this, I, I, I've said all year long, we were created for this time. I'm telling you, I was created for this time because of what I know, and I was already prepared for that, or I'm, I'm prepared for anything else that comes. I'm saying I'm prepared today because of the Word, because of my relationship with God, right? Not because I'm so sharp, my relationship with God. I'm prepared for anything. So, did I not tell you in the summertime, just be prepared for other things in the days ahead. The Bible doesn't promise us that difficult times don't come. When they come, if we have a relationship with God, then we have all the answers. That's why our message in September about framing your world, it's so vital that you understand how to do that. Well, the title of my message today is The Word and the Spirit. The Word and the Spirit and how they come together. Psalm 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside rough waters. No, no, still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you're with me. Your rod and your spirit, they comfort me. That word rod represents the Word of God, and the staff represents the Spirit of God. It's a representation of God's Word and His Spirit that will bring comfort to you because of all the things that God said He'll do. One of the things I want to focus on that He does is when you have a relationship, when He's God the Father, He restores your soul. He renews your mind. You and I need our minds renewed daily, and the Word and the Spirit do what? They bring comfort to us no matter what. I want to say it like this, concerning the valley of the shadow. <clears throat> what, what is a shadow? If right here this 
pulpit is producing a shadow on this end, and the shadow is not the pulpit, it's just the appearance of. And he said, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death or destruction or difficult times, you don't fear evil when the Lord is your shepherd who's, who through his word is restoring and building and strengthening your mind and he brings comfort to your life. You're not in fear of anything that comes your way. Why? Why? Because it's just a shadow. And I'll tell you, the shadow represents thoughts and ideas that try to tell you and I that things are a certain way when they're not. Though I walk through and deal with things in the natural realm that appear to be one way, they sound to be a, no, a, a certain way, but really they're not that way because the way needs to be directed and established by what I'm hearing from the Word and what the Holy Spirit is revealing to me that is truth. And that's Father God's desire for your life. The Lord, I'll just say this over myself, the Lord is my shepherd, I want for nothing. That's what he said. I want for nothing. <clears throat> John 4 and 23. John 4 and 23. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Not just spirit and not just truth, but spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must. Everybody say must. It's not an option. You must worship Him. You must acknowledge Him. You must see Him through spirit and truth. It must be revealed to you. The Word of God that you're hearing today must be revealed to you by the Spirit of God. John 6, third piece of the puzzle. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. That's a tough one. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. Read that again. It's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. You know what I really believe that Jesus was saying there is that the flesh profits nothing when you're not connected to the spirit. What you try to work out in the natural and in the flesh, the problems and the issues you attempt to work out within yourself, you're not allowing the person of the Holy Spirit to help you because that's his job. He's the helper. He's not the doer. He's the helper. And when you're not allowing the helper to help, then what you do in the flesh profits nothing. And I, I, I'll, just, I'll just add to it. If he doesn't mind, I'll just say, Lord, uh, I think it profits less than nothing. But he said, but there are some of you who do not believe. And that's who I want to 
that's what I, I, I want to look at and talk about the re, in the rest of this message today about not believing. About being able to trust God no matter what comes. We've just gotten the outcome of, of well, we've gotten one outcome of the election. I don't know how many different people that you've listened to or news agencies that you've listened to. They've given uh, Joe Biden the election and that he's the next president of the United States, then other people say it's going to be decided in the courts. So who, who knows? So there's a lot of things stirred up in this moment. Some people, you know, if you voted for one, if you voted for President Trump, then uh, many people are unhappy. If you voted for Joe Biden, then many people are happy. I'm talking about like half the country. And, you know, we're just going to kind of speak to the elephant in the room and, and address it. I, I, I'm telling you today, and you've heard me say this, and this is already in motion. I'm talking about what we believe. Because he said, there are some of you that don't believe. There's some of you that don't believe. There's some people that just don't believe. They've heard the word. They've meditated the word. They've, they've, they're Christians. They go to church on Sunday or whatever. But they don't believe. What I've told you, and I'll mention this, these three things to you again, what I've told you is we live in a time and a place where nobody gets away with anything. And you have to believe that. The Bible says everything that is hid will be brought to the light. Everything that is hidden from sea to shining sea and everything in between, everything that is hidden will be brought to the light no matter what. All lies will be exposed by the truth. And all darkness is being exposed and revealed by the light. So, there's really not a whole lot else that you and I can do in the natural realm to make things come to pass, but to do what He said. And it's one thing to know what he said from the word, and you're hearing me share some things with you today from Scripture, but what really matters is how that's revealed in your heart. One thing about being part of Gates of the City is, you will get the truth. Now, I can't say that in every church. I'm not judging any other church, and you know we pray for all the churches. Thank God for all the churches. But it's not about showing up on Sunday morning. Not about just showing up and being, you know, uh, somebody that sits in the chair and, I, well, I did my, my due diligence and I showed up to church. Not about that. It's about what you hear and then what you do with what you hear. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so, look at James 1 and verse 22. Next piece of the puzzle. But he said, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Now, who's in control of self-deception? Self-deception is, is allowed or shut down based on what I choose to do. 
And that what I choose to do has to be chosen in God's plan. So God says here, if you believe the Word of God, and you believe that the Word of God is the Word from God, through man, but from God to us. That's what I believe. And today he said, be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, he goes away, immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Everybody say continues. Say this after me. I continue in the Word of God. Amen. We have to be people that continue in it. It's not enough to hear it. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in whatever he does. Everything that you do is blessed. When you're not just a hearer, but a doer. So, I want you to think about this. I wrote a couple of notes down. You can hear... And here, and here, and here. You can take notes. You can meditate. You can have a few little scripture cards that you confess on a day-to-day basis. But that's not doing the Word. Today in my title, The Word and the Spirit... It's a good thing to hear the Word, but it matters what you hear. Like I said, it's not just about showing up to a church service. You have to make sure that what's being taught is developing a life of faith and trust and confidence in God for you, not your organization or your denomination or your group or whatever. Your faith and confidence is being drawn to the things of God. That's the Word that has to be preached. Today I could have given you 10 opinions that I have. No, I'm giving you 10 pieces of a God puzzle that will produce life if you hear me, you take it, you do something with it, and we'll talk about it in a minute, apply it. It's not enough to be a hearer, you must be a doer because if you're a hearer and not a doer, then you operate in self-deception. You're deceived. What are you deceived in? You're deceived in thinking that God thinks one way when He really thinks another way. You ever heard, or have you ever been in a situation maybe where there was a, where there was a, like a hurricane or, or, or whatever and, and there was destruction uh, to maybe property that you have and so the insurance company has worded things that have happened, an act of God. Anybody ever dealt with any of those kind of, that that verbiage? Yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah, several people. Uh, I've seen it, I've never dealt with it, but I've seen it, I've heard other people say it was was an act of God. Look at me. Not my God. Not my God. Destruction is not in His nature. Okay? 
Now, I say that, and, and if I'm sitting here and talking to a, to, you know, a crowd of people that all believe that, and for me to say that, the first thing they're going to think is that I'm being arrogant. That's the first thing they'll think. Well, who does he think he is? I don't know. I'm just telling you, that's not the God I serve. The relationship that I have with God, he has no acts of destruction. It's not in his nature. I've never seen it, never will be that way. From Genesis to Revelation, I don't see it. It's not there. He's not a destructive God. He's a God that gives life. He said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundant. That's not his nature. Well, you have to process those things. You have to work it out. You have to understand what God is doing and saying because we don't want to be, as it said in John 6, 63, he said, but there are some of you who do not believe. I don't want to be one of those that's not continuing in the Word, continuing to hear, continuing to meditate, continuing to receive from God, but then allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal it to me so that in times when I need to apply it to be a doer, that I can hear the voice of the Spirit and not me trying to figure it out in my natural mind. There's a huge difference. Huge difference. And we've got to understand it. Can you say amen? This is, just a, this is just three verses of Scripture found in Ezekiel chapter 33, and I want you to hear this. This is what Ezekiel said about people of that day, but he's talking about, he's talking about the Word, and the Word is Jesus Christ. He is the living Word, and this is what he's talking about. He said, as for you, son of man, the children of your people, this is Ezekiel 33, 30. As for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the house, and they speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people. They come to church. I mean, you know, I'm just paraphrasing and and, and using examples that relate to us. So they come to church, they talk about it, they get up in the morning, they talk about it, oh, God is good, and all these kind of things about God. And they hear your words, but they, don't, they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. A lot of times people can come off as loving because they do good works, but really it's just to benefit themselves. I hate saying that, but I'm sorry, I've seen it time and time and time and time and time and time and a hundred other times. We live in a society that if something goes bad for somebody, if you take them a pie, you're good. You're walking in love. If you do some good thing, you just go by and check on them. and and, 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 Are any of those things wrong? Are any of those things wrong? No, but is what you're doing and your motive in what God wants done or is it just because you want people to think that you're walking in love and doing all that needs to be done? And that's what Ezekiel's saying here. Notice the rest of this. For with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed, you are to them as... A very lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on the instrument. 
you know? I don't, I, I, I don't, we cannot in this country be the church that is just enamored with all the pretty things. Oh, that was a great word. What was preached? Well, I don't know, but it was just great. Man, the guy just, he just preached it wonderful. It was just wonderful. We can't be enamored with those kind of, oh, the worship was just awesome. What did you sing? I don't even remember the song, but it was just great. Being enamored with things and, 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 and you know, just talking about how good something is, is not enough. It's not enough. It starts there. We need the worship. We need the word preached. But we need to be listening. We need to be doing something with what we hear. Why? Because every one of us have some screwed up thinking that thinks certain ways that God, that's not God's way. We've got to think like God to fulfill His purpose and plan because if you don't think like Him, you won't believe in Him. Well, that couldn't have been God. And it just passed you right on by. Look at the last piece of that verse. For they hear your words, but they do not do them. I'm telling you today, that is not, will not be, and cannot be you and I. We have to be doers so that we're not operating in self-deception. Believing things that are not true. So when you hear me preach anything, and you're not sure about it, man, that's the best place you can be in. When you hear me preach something even today, I, I, I'm giving you opinions about, th- about certain things that line up with these verses of Scripture, and you're not totally sure about it, man, that's a great place. Because you got the true teacher, the Holy Ghost, on the inside of you to show you that what I'm saying is true or it's not true. And I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't say those kind of things because they want you to believe what you're saying. I want you to believe what I'm saying because I believe in what I'm saying. But I want you to believe it because Holy Spirit revealed it to you. You can believe it for a while because I believe it. But someday we have to grow up and we have to believe it because we know He's said it. Matthew chapter 6, next piece. And I think I put too many pieces over here. It's over here. Next piece needs to go over here. There's no, there's no, yeah. Let's see, is it fitting? Yeah, it is right there. <clears throat> Verse 25, Matthew chapter 6. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you're going to eat. What you're going to drink, nor about your body, what you're going to put on, nor how you're going to pay your electric bill, how you're going to do this thing, that thing. Don't worry about who becomes president of the United States. Don't worry about this thing, that thing, this person, that person. Don't worry about anything. Is not life more than food and the body than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. I was looking out on my back porch this morning. Got a big oak tree that's coming up through my deck. You know what I didn't see? A colony of birds all gathered together 
and debating on who became president of the United States. I didn't see one of them. Hmm? There's a couple of guys out there that I see every day. A couple of strutters that fly up on the, on the limbs, and I see them every day. Kind of, they, you know, you kind of become friends with these guys. I could see them out there this morning, acting the same. Everything's great. He said, look at the birds of the air. I was looking at them. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, like Fabian was talking about today, how important it is to sow, because you're not a bird. You're not a bird, but look at the birds and see. They don't have to do any of that kind of stuff, and man, they are not freaked out. Where am I going to eat? Where's my next worm coming from? Oh, man. Man, they know where the worms are, and there's an abundance of them. They're everywhere, and they're not freaking. Mm-mm. Which of you, by worrying, or, or, he said, um, yet your heavenly Father feeds them, are you not of more value than they? You know what the problem is? Most people don't feel that way. Man, you're his prized possession. You're so valuable to him. But God will not step in and make you be a doer of the word. If you're not a doer, if you don't do the word, he will not make you. And then there are things that through you cannot be accomplished that he wants accomplished. You say, then, then God's limited? That's what he said. He said he's limited. There's five different passages of Scripture where the children of Israel limited the Holy One of Israel because of their unbelief. He set it up that way. Listen, God can do whatever God wants to do. But when God sets it up a certain way in Scripture, and he said that's how the blessing flows, that's how things get to you, that's how things get accomplished, then man, we've got to do it his way. Amen? And most people don't think they're worth any more than the birds. I mean, don't be ugly to a bird because you're supposedly better than one. Right? Love them. Come on. Which of you, he said, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God, is so, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? There's a lot in that. We're not going to touch on it. Therefore, do not worry... Saying, what am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? What am I going to drink? How am I going to take care of this? Oh my gosh, what about this? What about uh, uh, this person got voted in? What about this thing over here? This situation over here? Oh my God, what are we going to do? He said, for all these things the Gentiles seek after. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness And all these things will be added to you, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Today, I'm telling you that 
and we'll talk about it more in the, in the next two or three weeks. To be a doer of the word is to change what you say in the moment when you're in a difficult situation. When you don't know what to do, just take food, drink, clothing, housing, what, th- those type of situations. Maybe you're in a financial struggle. You're coming up against something. You don't know what to do. You begin to go before God, and instead of complaining about what's not happening, you're not denying the fact that you're in situations that you're in. God wants you to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Listen to me. It will help you. When you begin to declare, take Psalm 23 that we just quoted. Father, I'm in a difficult situation today. I don't know what to do about this. I'm struggling in it. But first and foremost, I know that you have my best interest at heart. Lord, you are my shepherd, and you said that I won't want for any good thing. I'm in a situation right now where I got, I'm wanting for a lot of things. I mean, don't lie about it. You think God doesn't know where you're at? God's wanting you to change how you think, but you'll never change the way you think until you change what you say. If you're always talking the problem, then the problem will continue to exist. God wants to change the way we think by changing what we say so that when we're in difficult times or something that we're going through, that what's coming out of my mouth is what the Holy Spirit is sending from my inward parts and showing me, you know what, you can overcome this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? the, The greater one lives in me and I can handle this situation because he's my strength. Remember, he's not the doer, he's the helper. That's why all these scriptures that are talking about being a doer of the word, that's why that's your and my part, and it's so important that we learn how to do that and we don't shy away from it. It's vital that we don't shy away. He said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things that you need, they'll be added to you. God's kingdom and his righteousness is his way of doing and doing it the way he wants it done. That's what I've got to seek after on a day-to-day basis. That's what I have to know. That's why things I'm talking to you about today, you take these words, you let them get down inside of you, the Holy Spirit reveals the truth that you hear. Holy Spirit doesn't reveal thin air. You spend all your time meditating on what Hollywood thinks by watching movies and shows all the time. Nothing wrong with a good movie and those kind of things. But if that's all you meditate on, Holy Spirit will not reveal to you The truth about the lies that come out of there. You ever watched a movie and you thought, wow, is that true? I mean, do people actually die and then come back in a cat or a dog or, you know, in in another, in the, you know, is my mother-in-law, is she... I mean, mean, you ever watched a movie and came out of that and thought about that? See, I'm just saying, you can think that all day long. Think whatever you want to think. But the Holy Spirit's not revealing that to you. Because I found out in the Word that there there is no coming back. You live once and you die, you spend eternity either with God, where all humanity was created to live in heaven, or you spend eternity in hell because you chose. That's the way it works. Now, 
we get settled with those kind of things, then we can live this life and be so excited about everything that's really going on. But you've got to know what you believe. Did you hear me? I'm saying again, you have to know what you believe. Next piece. Isaiah 60 and verse 1. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. What's the next three words? But the Lord. Everybody say it. But the Lord. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness of people. This is Isaiah prophesying of this time. Ever since Jesus left, of this time, he's prophesying. How many can say that there's darkness that has covered the earth and deep darkness on people? But the Lord. I said, but the Lord. He said, but the Lord will rise, arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. You know what the key to this is? (laughs) Stay close to the light. If Eric and I are, it's pitch dark outside and there's no moon out. We're on the back side of the property over here looking for some animal or something. And we're walking back there and I've got the flashlight. Can he see? Should be able to, right? If he's staying close to me. Ah, pastor, I'll just go this way. Ah! Eric! Well, I thought I could make it. No, you weren't near the light. Hmm? Jesus got the flashlight. And I promise you it's a whole lot more than a flashlight. Stay close to the light. And you'll see. You'll understand. You'll hear. You'll know. Can you say amen to that? You'll hear and you'll know. 1 John 5. uh, 1 John 1. I'm sorry. In verse 5. This is the message. This is the second to the last piece. No. Yeah. The third to the last piece. This is the message which you've heard from him and declared to you. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. We say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we're liars. How does that relate to what we've talked about today? That's self-deception. You think you're doing the truth and you're not. Now watch. He's got it all covered. It's not a bad thing. He's got it all covered. He said you lie. Why? Because you're deceived. Why? Because you're not practicing the truth. You're not continuing in it. But if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What does sin have to do with that right here? Well, look at James 4 and 17. Therefore, to him, this is the second to the last piece of the puzzle, therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him... It's sin. That's the sin he's talking about. When I know what to do and I don't do it. 
I'm not doing the Word. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing and hearing and hearing, series after series, taking notes, doing all the thing, making a few confessions and all that, all that's good, but I'm not doing it in the moment. He said, when a man knows what to do and he doesn't do it, that's sin. But the verse before that, the passage before that in 1 John says that, but if we walk in the light, if you stay close to the light... Because as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You you know, there's several things you hear in that, and I'll just say this. You stay close to the light. Listen, staying close to people like church relationships is vital. It's part of it. If the people in the church are connected to the light. Did you hear me? And that's not a, like a play in trying to this and trying to get people to think they need to be in this church and not some other. I'm just saying, if the word you're preaching is not delivering your soul, it's not taking you to a place that you can choose to get set free because what's being preached is just, just kind of some, you know, it's a good thing to preach salvation. We know that. That's where it starts. But if that's all we hear, that's not enough. It's a good thing, you know, to teach on, on repentance and, and understanding how to do that. But that's all you focus on. If you don't know how to live by faith and grow up and become everything God created you to be, then you're not able to be a doer of those things because you, there's nothing for the Holy Spirit to reveal. And you have to work that out. He only reveals truth. I said He only reveals truth. That's why, you know, I can protect myself if I just stay in Scripture. Well, this is my opinion, you know, about this and about the election, and I'm just telling you. You'll never hear that from this pulpit. Never. But you know what I believe? I believe you have the wisdom and understanding to know what to do and how to stand for the truth and how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit because I've taught you that. I've taught you how to hear the voice of God. I know you can hear God. You understand? I'll do anything and everything. You, you want a meeting and you want to talk about things and get real down to the, to the core issues of things that are going on. I talk to anybody. But at the end of the day, it's not about you having confidence in me. It's about you trusting God and knowing that God is telling you the truth in the things that I'm bringing. Isn't it, isn't it amazing the way God does that? He says you need this that you're getting right now. You need somebody to preach to you, the Bible says. But that's, that's not enough. It's not just somebody preaching. You can listen and listen and listen and do it all over again and not be a doer of the Word. And when you're not a doer of the Word, self-deception. Now you're believing things. You know what something said, but you're believing and doing things contrary to what, what you know is right because you're listening to so many other voices. Holy Spirit is here to reveal truth to us and liberate our lives. Can you say amen? The last... Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119 and verse 105. David said, Lord, your word is a lamp to my feet, and it is a light to my path. What this kind of connection does right here, when you value church life, 
because of the word you know that is being preached, when you value that, it illuminates your feet. You can see where you're at, and, and then, it, then it, the word illuminates your path. But listen, the, God doesn't illuminate from your feet to the back wall. He illuminates to the other side of the pumpkin right here. So you can take a step because now you can run off and take all the steps you want. But God wants you to learn how to hear Him and know Him and trust Him along the way so that the steps you take are His steps. His steps. And I'm just telling you, and today I'm, I'm, I'm ending this with just a couple of thoughts. In the day in which we're living in, it's a serious time. But there are not all kinds of alarms and fire alarms and everything going off in heaven. It's a serious time that we live in. We've experienced a lot of different situations and issues this year. There, there's still... Uh, uh, one man has, has won the presidency, but then other people are saying that it's still being... I mean, there's all kinds of things that are stirred up. And if you allow yourself, if you choose, you'll keep yourself right in that little whirlpool and be doing this. When here's what God told me today to tell you about staying close to the light, this is what you need to do. Remember what I said in the beginning. Everything that is hidden is being exposed. Nobody gets away with anything. Every lie, every lie is being turned over by the truth. And all darkness is being revealed by the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, for that to happen, you and I have to do our part. And for a while now, we've been talking out of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And I'm reminding you of this. He said, first of all, pray for all people. Pray, intercede, give thanks, petition for all people. How many people? Not just the people you like. He said all people. For kings... And all of those who are in authority, all of them, all of them, ones you like or you don't like, that we may live a peaceful and a quiet life in all godliness and holiness. Why would God say something like that when the potential is unrest? It's the difference between believing Him, being a doer, and believing what you see and the way things appear. In my world, quietness and peace. You know what it says after that? That it pleases Jesus, our Savior, for us to do what I just said he, He's called us to do. It pleases Jesus, our Savior, to do those things, to pray for people, all those in authority. It pleases Jesus, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved. How many? All. All people to be saved. He, he, he's not satisfied until everybody gets born again. And, and 
for everybody to come to the knowledge of the truth. So that covers you and I too. Today, you need to be praying these kind of things over yourself, and you need to be praying these kind of things over all people. My, my list of all people grows daily. It's been growing for three and a half years of how to pray. I never thought that I could ever do something like that, but I'm doing it. And I'm talking about in 30, 40 minutes, I'm praying for several million people every day, and it's growing all the time. And it's the most effective thing I've ever, ever, bar none, here's everything else, or here's this what I'm talking about, and everything else is a notch down. Most effective thing I've ever done in my whole life. Just fulfilling what he said do. Just do it. I've shared with you, I've preached on this and ministered on it, shared with you how, I've, how I'm doing that somewhat. I'm going to talk more about it in the days ahead. But God wants us to do this, and I'm telling you, if we'll do this, Everything hidden will be revealed. Every lie will be turned over by the truth. All darkness will be exposed by the light. Only if his people do what he says. Well, Pastor, you mean that God needs us? <laughs> he said he needed us. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but he gave authority in the earth, Psalm 115. He gave authority in the earth to the sons of men. He's given it to us. It's his, but he gave it to us. And he said, look, I've got the plan. I've got it all worked out. Jesus did all the work. All you're doing is enforcing what I've already said is so. And when you and I learn to walk in those shoes and live, live day to day as we're doing right now, I'm telling you, there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. This is the greatest day on the, in the history of the world and the planet to be alive because of the challenges that are there that only can be overcome by the power of the word and being doers of that word, not just hearers of it. I will not be deceived. Say it. Say it like you mean it. I will not be deceived. I will not. I will not allow myself to give in to ideas and thoughts and fear. God will never speak to you in fear. There's no fear in him. He will never speak to you in fear. Every fear thought is from the enemy. That's where we have to be a doer. We have to overcome that by what we say and how we begin to act. I will not give in to that. Not paying attention to it. It's a great day to be alive to be a part of the body of Christ. Can you say amen to that?